Thanks for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rishkanu and sponsored by Staples Studio. You can listen to a new episode every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are played. If you'd like to ask a question, please submit it at www.rascanu.com forward slash The Career Planning Show. We record the career planning show in the podcast booth inside the Staples Studio co-working space located in Midtown Toronto, Canada. Staples Studio not only offers a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths and meeting rooms, they are also connected to the Staples Store where they have everything you need under one roof. With locations across Canada, Staples Studio is a community to help you work, learn and grow. To learn about their co-working space locations, pricing and amenities, Visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour. JP Michel is the creator of the Challenge Mindset and the founder of SparkPath. He has partnered with hundreds of school districts and post-secondary institutions to reimagine career exploration for the future of work. As an industrial organizational psychology consultant, he worked with hundreds of leaders from some of the world's largest organizations. The insights from these leaders and organizations helped shape the challenge cards, of which there are 20,000 copies being used in schools all over the world. JP has a psychology degree from the University of Ottawa, a master's degree in industrial organizational psychology from the University of Manchester, and is the recipient of the 2017 Outstanding Career Professional Award from the Career Professionals of Canada. JP is a TEDx speaker whose work on careers has been featured on the BBC, CBC, and Forbes. I appreciated the opportunity to learn from JP about the challenge mindset and the resources he has developed. I recently bought and enjoyed using the challenge cards and the career journal that he created. Hear his career journey and his career development insights for yourself. Welcome to the Career Planning Show. Our guest today is JP Michel. How are you doing, JP? Alex, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Can you please walk us through your career journey so far? Yeah. When I was in high school, I played basketball. I loved basketball. It was about sports psychology, about mm. the mental side mm. of, of basketball. And uh, as a bad athlete that played at a pretty high competitive level, <laughs> I realized the importance of sports psychology. And I said, I want to study sports psychology. I want to give athletes mental skills for them to perform better. Mm. Boom, I went to Ottawa U, study psychology. And then um, I discovered a completely new branch of psychology I never heard about, mm. industrial organizational psychology. Yes. And this was all about helping not athletes, but employees and team members make the most out of their teamwork and organizational performance. And I love that. And um, that's what I worked in immediately after my undergrad. Yeah. I worked for a small firm uh, called Andre Fidion Associates, mm-hmm. firm from Quebec. I worked in their Ottawa office for three years. Then I went to do my master's in the same topic, organizational yeah. psychology, went to the University of Manchester. That led me to... Uh, four and a half years at a, a big talent management, human resources consulting company. 
uh, called DDI, Development Dimensions International. Mm -hmm. And I worked for them two years in Montreal, two and a half years in Pittsburgh. Now, through that work, I got to discover all sorts of big companies all around the world, what they were doing to develop leaders, to encourage people in their companies, mm -hmm. to uh, transition people to different levels in the organization. And all the while I was doing that, I was doing a side project. Mm -hmm. And I was a one-on-one -on -one career coach specializing to work with youth. This all started back in my days at Andre Fillon Associates, where I met career coaches and I said, I want to be like you. And like you was like, they were like executive coaches, coaching people in their 40s and 50s. I couldn't do that. I was a kid, right? I was 22 or 23. So I, so I started this side coaching business and I kept doing it from 2009 to 2016. And then eventually I quit my full-time consulting job to do career coaching full-time. And I, I launched Spark Path which at the time was a one-on-one -on -one career coaching business. Mm. And um, everything changed when I started doing Spark Path full-time because I noticed a huge issue that all of my students were running up against that had them stuck and that I knew I needed to change. Can I tell you about it? Yes. They were all obsessed with job titles. <laughs> they were being asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And what they heard was, I need to pick one job title that I'll do for the rest of my life. <laughs> what a terrible message. That's not what we meant. And then I realized they need to work on problems to solve. They need to find challenges that they want to work on. This is what all the clients I had seen when I was consulting, that's what they did. It didn't matter what the job title was. That's right. And I thought I need to teach this to young people. So I made a tool to teach that. It's called Challenge Cards. I launched mm -hmm. it in 2017. And um, it was all about transcending, looking beyond job titles to finding challenges to solve. Yes. And uh, since 2017, now there's 20,000 decks of challenge cards being used all over the world, across North America. The Ministry of Education in Singapore uses them. Phenomenal. Um, and the reason it's caught on is because it turns out that other people believed in what I believed in. The job title era of career exploration is over. It's been over for years, but we haven't had something meaningful to replace mm -hmm. it. Uh, and that's where the challenge of mindset comes in, where the point of career exploration is getting young people to explore challenges to work on and then what they need to learn to be able to do that. That's great. So can you tell a little bit more about the challenge cards deck that you're using? Let's say you lay the deck in front of somebody, what happens next? What is their experience like? And how is this resource able to impact someone? Yeah, so first of all, who is that person? You've helped people in their careers, Alex, right? Like, you know where people are coming from. They're coming to see you, they're suffering. They're anxious, they're stressed out. They have too many options, too few options. They have the job tunnel mindset. So the reason that we're getting them to do this tool is because we want to change their approach. We want to yes. transform them. That's like from an energy perspective, going from negative to positive. That's right. So that's why it's a deck of cards because it's fun and easy. And when they see the cards, you get them to sort them into three piles. Hmm. Take all these challenges. There's 53 now. Sort them into the ones you don't like, hmm. the ones you're interested in, the ones yeah. you're very interested in. It's very simple. Yeah. It yeah. takes between three and 15 minutes, depending on the person. And then by the end of it, they'll eventually have chosen their pile of a very interested challenge cards. And then you'll get them to pick their top three. Yeah, that's great. And so 
was there one person whose story really stands out in your mind who once they did this exercise, their eyes just lit up and, and from there they were actually inspired to take action and, and you're able to see a significant outcome. When I was living in Pittsburgh, she had no idea what she wanted to do. And at the time I did not have the challenge card, so I was stuck. I mean, I, I didn't know, I gave her a copy of the magazine called The Economist. Yeah. And I said, pick your favorite article. Hmm. Um, and I suggest this because some of your viewers, they might want to do this right away. Like they might want to say, I want to go find problems to solve. Maybe go, go look at their favorite media outlets, news outlets. Maybe they'll go use the UN sustainable development goals. There's so many options, but Anna had the economist. She picked, uh, uh an article about a specialized algae that was being used to clean polluted waterways. And that's a cool problem to solve. Yes. Um, so then we looked at uh, reverse engineering the process saying, okay, that's the challenge you want to solve. Which companies are working on it? Hmm. We found the name of the company's Algo Scientific, Hypertrophic, and then who works there? Hmm. And then what did they need to learn to be able to do that? If you're a savvy hmm. person, we, you can know how to Google all those steps, right? That's right. Uh, we just haven't shown students that they can do that much research online about careers, but we did. We found people who worked there, what they studied, that studied material science and engineering, and it turns out that for Anna, that was a great fit. She yep. did her undergrad uh, in materials science and engineering. Now she's in her PhD at Stanford in that same topic. So short term, it gave her great insights about the impact she wanted to have. She made better decisions about what she wanted to study. But long term, hmm. you've got someone who's prepared for the future of work. Because this idea of looking at your environment for problems, challenges, and opportunities is a very insightful way to navigate a future with so many changes coming. And that's one of the key lessons that people get once they use the challenge mindset. That's great. That's such a fascinating story, such a useful resource. Let's shift over now to the career journal engagement that you've had with them. Can you please share a story like that? Yeah, I'll share one of my favorite stories uh, that's about Anna, who's a real student that I worked with. Which is a resource that, as far as I can tell, you developed after the deck of cards as an additional resource to complement some of the conversations that you're having and maybe go deeper into um, each individual's um, assessment of the career opportunities before them. Can you speak about this resource that you created and how it gives us the insight to perhaps be more proactive, perhaps make sure that the way we're reacting to the environment that we're in, which could potentially be quite challenging, is leading us to closer and closer to where we could be, right? Um, yeah, I like the fact that you chose the word reactive and proactive because writing in a career journal is a proactive activity. Hmm. And there's a ton of room in your career to be reactive, meaning hmm. even people have studied this in terms of, there's a theory called plan happenstance and the chaos theory of careers that acknowledges the role of the reactive and is reassessing once you're out there, how do you plan for luck? So you need to have both of those sides going, a proactive approach, and then you react to your environment once you actually learn what's going on. It's great to you know, strive to want to be a corporate lawyer, but when the day you decide at 15, you wanna be a corporate lawyer, you literally know barely anything about what a corporate lawyer does. So you're gonna go out there and get information and react, and then you're gonna change your mind. So you, you have to have space for both. Yeah, unless you actually um, are in a family of lawyers and you see it every day and you, you just find so much passion being in that environment. 
It, yeah, that's uh, a that's a different case when you know a little bit more. But I would still argue mm -hmm. that you don't know barely anything. Mm -hmm. You know barely anything plus one or plus two, which true. means oh, when my mom said that she did this at the meeting, I thought it was this, but it turns out it was that. And even for yourself, if if you know a corporate lawyer is listening to this, year one, year five, year ten, it feels different, right? It feels different. Oh, I thought it was going to become easier when I became a partner, but it turns out it's harder. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can't anticipate until you actually live it. Mm. Your goal is SparkPath is to get 100,000 students ready for meaningful work and learning. I really like that goal. How did you come up with that specific target and how far along the path are you? Oh, that's a great question. I can't measure how many people have used the uh, physical cards, right? Because someone might get one deck and then a thousand people use it. I have no idea. I just know there's 20,000 out there. We have, we've got 10,000 students that have, um, uh, that are on our online platform that have registered for the digital challenge cards through their schools, colleges, and universities. Amazing. So I think we're, we're on the way we're getting there, you know, as, um, as a, an entrepreneur by accident, who chose entrepreneurship in order to fulfill my mission, you can imagine the challenges that I've had to take on and having to work backwards to see what I need to learn to be able to do that. And there are so many gaps. You know, it's amazing to think about how many gaps I've got, you know, to reach that mission. But I look forward to that, you know, and mm -hmm. I assume the, uh, the meaning behind the journey that I chose, you know, I'm certainly not striving for happiness. I would have chosen a different path if I just wanted the quick burst of being happy. I really like training and coaching. Mm, yeah. So uh, I did a lot of that when I was consulting. I was in groups, you know, presenting to large groups for full day sessions, two day sessions with different companies. I traveled a lot and uh, that was a good happy place for me. Mm. But I chose meaning over happiness because uh, my goal is more personally more, it's less, less valuable than the training. was. It's just more personally meaningful to me uh, to have to do it that way. So uh, we're on the track for 100,000. And then as soon as we hit 100,000, guess what's going to happen? We're going to up it to uh, 1 million, you know, because think about it. I mean, it's hard to imagine a number, 100,000 million. You just think of one story, you know, a student who suffered 10 years or five years of anxiety when facing their future, when really they should look forward to their future. Every one of those transformations is worth making. And that's really motivating for me. Hmm. Part of the reason why I connect so well to your story is the fact that I actually do have a target of impacting a million people's lives and wow. the way in which you are approaching career planning is is really inspiring there are a lot of um, individuals who whether they are called career coaches or guidance counselors or just individuals who ha happen to have roles in the employment services space uh, in an educational institution or with a, a service writer who are stuck in some ways using frameworks that are fairly rigid and were developed some time ago that are not as responsive as they could be to the areas in people's lives where they can find passion out of which they can draw energy and which can propel them to finding work that's meaningful to them and where they can perform with excellence, right? We need to be passionate about the work that we're doing in order to do it with excellence. It's very hard to do things very, very well if you're not super passionate about the topic that you're really working on. And so helping people get to, to a realization of the, the societal challenges that they're most 
intrigued about is, is really helping us get to that point where they can perform at that very high level. You're right. When there's an alignment there, everything else becomes easier. Um, and I certainly wouldn't want to think for, for people to think that they have to wait until they have that alignment before they start working hard. You don't have to find it. You have to create it. And that comes with a lot of stumbling blocks along the way, uh, but it's worth it. Make sure it's something that's worth it. That's great. Can you please speak about the challenge program, which is an initiative that you launched more recently? What is the kind of impact that one is able to assess from, from this particular initiative that uh, you run through SparkPath? Yeah, imagine a version of the journal that's uh, digitized, that's more interactive, uh, that's more of a self-driven uh, process. Um, uh, because I started off as a career coach, I've uh, continued that offering through a, a separate career coach that I hired. Uh, so there, that person's available to guide people through the process. Um, that same challenge program uh, was used uh, in a university that used it in a group coaching uh, format. It's being used at a school board here in Ottawa for students who are part of the gifted program and students who are struggling in school. They're using that program to help these people find a why, and then they help them identify which curriculum at the high school will help them achieve their goals, which I think is the exact direction that all mm. of education should be headed. So mm. um, there's a lot of potential, uh, you know, with this program, I'm still experimenting about yes. uh, who can best use it, how it can best serve them. Uh, but that's essentially uh, what it does. And each program gives the students access to the challenge cards, which is the tool that we discussed earlier. That's great. If you were to look outside um, the, the Spark Path environment and the methodologies that you've developed, the resources that you've created, are there any uh, resources that you at times point to as you're trying to help someone who is trying to find work? Maybe they're a student or someone um, earlier in their career. There's a couple of things. Um, you know, I am a huge fan of Mark Savikas, which is an author in career development who built on narrative career exploration. And he developed a questionnaire called the Career Construction Interview, uh, which I've used with many people, which I've used to coach myself. And I featured, uh, uh, you know, a part of the tool in the career journal. So uh, that's one person who I admire a lot because of their understanding of the need to create a story yes. that explains how you'll navigate through your career. So that's uh, number one. Um, in terms of uh, resources, uh, I guess you know, mentioning LinkedIn not as a not just to say that it exists, but maybe how to use it. I like using LinkedIn because um, it's such a interesting story to see how people got to where they are. You don't even need to add the people on LinkedIn, but by being able to see their profile for free, yes. you get direct access to, if you studied this, where can you work? If you work here, what did you study? And you start to break away all the old models. And um, I guess I'd say that through LinkedIn and, and through other platforms, I've had mentors who have taught me so much that I've never met. Yes. And I'm, 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 I'm borrowing a phrase from Seth Godin, who is that personified for me? I mean, I followed Seth for you know over ten years. I've bought books. I've been part of programs. Uh, I've only crossed him on Zoom, you know, once or twice. But 
the amount of hours that Seth has invested in me for free yeah. uh, is, is astronomical. So um, to, to, to me, I don't know if Alex, this is a specific resource, but I, mm. I use LinkedIn in, in that way to have some specific people that I like to follow and learn from. Uh, and that's one of the things that fuels my learning and that I think uh, everyone should be doing. The question is, how do you find people that interest you? Um, and um, I think it's much easier to do once uh, you find the challenges that you care about because you can find people that are working on the challenges that you care about too. That's right. Let's uh, take a, a quick look at another scenario. Let's imagine that um, we're talking with someone who is in a mid to large um, enterprise and they are performing a role that they've been doing for five, 10 years. And they don't, they're not engaged in that role anymore. And there's a variety of reasons for that. It could be the environment that they're in. It could be that they're not as challenged as they used to be. And, and this person is just not finding joy in their work anymore. Is there any type of approach or framework or way of handling such a situation, any resource that you could they're not going to quit tomorrow, but they're just grinding it out every day. And, and, and it's not really going anywhere from, from their perspective. I think this should stay in the job. Work's not supposed to be fun. You know, just put your head <laughs> down and stay in it. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, listen. Um, point to, to help someone with their career development when they feel stuck in the environment that they're in. If you pay attention to the signals, you're losing that joy. Why not see that as a gift? And mm. uh, to me, that's the secret insight is that most people dread the voice, the message, the pain. Uh, and I get it. I've been there and it's, it's difficult. What I'm asking is a really spiritually advanced practice to kind of like celebrate that signal. What a mm. gift, a gift. Why? Because now you're learning where you need to go next. Otherwise, you would have no indication. And the more you can listen to what that voice is saying, uh, the more ideas you can have about what's coming next. Hmm. A lot of people have trouble uh, fleshing out what comes next. Um, and so a great idea is to work on it with someone. It could be a peer. It could be a mentor. It could be a formal career coach that you pay. I mean, it's a great investment of money. Uh, considering that you know your future salary and earnings are, are, are banking on this decision. Yeah. Whatever uh, avenue you choose, I recommend you go with someone. The process they're likely to bring you through is similar to what I recommended. You learn, need to learn about yourself, who you are now, uh, because mm. it's changed from when you started that joint. That may explain some of the, uh, uh, some of the, some of the you know, lower joy that you're getting now. Yeah. Second, you need to explore the challenges that you can solve. And here's where people get stuck with an extremely limited lens. They look mm. at jobs in similar companies. They look at similar problems. They look at uh, the same job titles at different places. It's such a narrow framework. You need to go back and go broaden your horizons and really do a sky's the limit part of your exploration because you know, your skills could translate to a completely different discipline and serve that discipline. Uh, yeah. So I really recommend that, uh, that, that broad way of looking at things. And you need to actually rewrite your story uh, to be able to do that. And, and again, getting help from someone to do that, I think is, uh, 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 makes a ton of sense and it's a good investment. Thank you so much. You're adding so much value through this conversation that we're having right now. Is there anything that you would like to add now that we're um, wrapping things up? 
Yeah, uh, I did a TEDx talk on this topic. Uh, I'd invite any of your listeners to go uh, check it out if you want to link it after the show. I will. Um, and uh, through the power of story, I bring to life these concepts of the job title mindset and the challenge mindset. And it's likely that your listeners will benefit from freeing themselves from the job title mindset. And also maybe some other people that they know that work with young people or people that are going through a period of change that would benefit from letting that go and opening themselves up to uh, bigger horizons. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate having you on the career planning show. My pleasure, Alex. Thanks for having me and uh, good luck with all your projects. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the career planning show. Hosted by Alex Roshkanu and sponsored by Staple Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, rate it, and share it with a friend.